Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Drunk Discussions. On this episode, I am flying solo once again, and I'm going back to my roots. I am just doing some 80s retro commercial reviews slash reactions, so without further ado, let's get this shit started. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. That's right, Drunk Discussions is back in your life, and I hope those of you who had a chance to check out the 40th episode enjoyed it. If you haven't checked out the 40th episode, it would mean a lot to me if you went and listened to it. I honestly didn't think this podcast was going to make it to 40 episodes once Sean left the show back in 2018, but you know what? This new format is still a work in progress, but we're doing it. We're putting it out there. Hopefully those of you who are listening are enjoying it. I want to thank my guests, Katie, Rob, and Ethan for being on the episode. I don't have any guests on this episode because I am sort of recording this last minute. I have been super busy with work and other things lately, so I am recording this episode on shorter notice than I would like to. So that's why I don't have any guests appearing. I do have some people that I'm trying to get on the show. I'm trying to get my friend Carter. I'm trying to get somebody whose show I just did a guest spot on not too long ago, Adam McNally. He's he he has a YouTube show, a YouTube podcast that he hosts and I was recently on there talking baseball and specifically the Blue Jays. So if you want to check that out, I would greatly appreciate it. I will link that in the description box down below. The title of the uh, of the of the episode is just Toronto Blue Jays. It was streamed on July the 15th. So just go find the pot video podcast that he did on July 15th. We talked for almost two hours about baseball and, and the Blue Jays, and I had a I had a fantastic time. And I'm trying to get him on this show. So, but again, like I said, I'm doing this one on short notice. So I don't have any guests booked, unfortunately. But go to Adam McNally on YouTube. M C N A L L Y is the last name. Search for his channel. Check out the episode I did. Check out his other episodes. And like I said, again, shout out to Ethan, Rob, and Katie for being guests on the 40th episode. I did also. I was thinking about making this episode a visual podcast and recording video for it, but again, because I am recording this on a shorter time frame than I would have liked to have been recording this on, I'm just doing this as straight audio. Hopefully, I'll, I'll start doing video podcasts very, very soon, but in the meantime, this one is just strictly audio, and before I get things going, as always, guys, I just want to... I just want to say that if you're listening to this show, obviously you have found it, but I would greatly appreciate it if you help spread the word and let other people know where they can listen to this show. 
They can find it on most major podcasts and platforms, including but not limited to Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and the main source of uploading is Podbean, drunkdiscussions.podbean.com. If you want to help support the show by buying some merch, I've got some shirts up at spreadshirtshop.spreadshirt.com backslash drunk discussions. I would greatly appreciate if you check those out. If you want to do a one-time donation to help support the show, I would appreciate that as well. Go to paypal.me backslash drunk discussions. Of course, the best way you can support the show for free is by liking it, sharing it, leaving a comment, giving it a rating. That helps the show out tremendously, and I would greatly appreciate that. You can also follow the show on social medias, Twitter and Instagram at drunkdpodcast, TikTok, tiktok tiktok.com backslash at drunk d podcast got to put the little at sign in there if you're searching for it via the website on your pc or laptop and if you're just on the app just look for drunk d podcast on tiktok and of course facebook facebook.com backslash drunk discussions and as always there is a drinking game on this podcast anytime i say really strong throughout the show take a drink of whatever you have in front of you does not have to be alcoholic like i say all the time i know people are fighting sobriety and alcoholism i i i i understand that and i sympathize with that so if and some people just don't like alcohol and don't drink alcohol So you don't have to drink something alcoholic, but whatever you happen to have in front of you, water, juice, milk, whatever, anytime I say really strong, take a drink. With that out of the way, let's get started. Like I said off the top, going to do a couple of retro 80s react videos, but I am also going to do 20 things you didn't know about Star Trek IV The Voyage Home Part 2. I did part one a couple of months back, and then I've just been able to get a lot of guests on the show with me, so I've never done part two, even though I said I was going to do it. So part two is going to happen right now. Really strong move for me to wait like two to three months. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and Hi, welcome Sean. back to part two of 20 Things You Didn't Know About Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. Number 10, Roddenberry's original starring ship and its tennis connection. Oh, one yes, I know about this one. Whale probe signal is the USS Yorktown. The Yorktown was, of course, the original name for Gene Roddenberry's starship in the pilot for Star Trek, originally titled the Menagerie before being renamed the Cage. The captain of this ship is played by VJ Amritage, who was at the time a champion tennis player. By the time he appeared in Star Trek, he had also appeared in another long-running franchise. In 1983, he played the role of VJ, an MI6 intelligence operative in the James Bond film Octopussy. He would go on to appear in another couple of productions, but these two films have remained his highest profile acting performances to date. Number 9, Star Trek Punk Part 1. So what the, Jane what did that have to do with Star tennis? Trek for the voyage home. Just Number that, 9, Star Trek Punk I don't know what that had to do with affected tennis. by the whale probe signal is the USS Yorktown. The Yorktown was of course the original name for Gene Roddenberry's starship in the pilot for Star Trek, originally titled the Menagerie before being renamed the Cage. The captain of this ship is played by VJ Amritage, who was at the time a champion tennis player. By the time he Oh, okay, Star sorry, Trek, he was a champion tennis player. I missed that part the first time. In 1983 
he played the role of VJ, an MI6 intelligence officer. Okay, this I didn't know. I thought it was just because the ball that comes out of the probe was a tennis ball. That's what I thought it was, but I was completely wrong. So, really strong for me not being right on this. Star Trek Punk Part 1. Jane Wheedland cameos in Star Trek IV The Voyage Home as Trillia, one of the many Starfleet officers who are radioing into HQ for aid. At the time, she was best known for being the lead singer of the punk band The Go-Go's. In the early 80s, however, she and her agent decided that she should try her hand at acting. Her film debut came a year before Star Trek when she appeared as a singing telegram in Clue. She recalled begging and begging for a part in the film, having been a huge The image that they use of her from Clue is just her dead. It's amazing. She recalled 100% wool and extremely warm. She was allocated a small dress room, something she likened to a box, waited for hours and hours before her big moment came as she remembered Leonard Nimoy being a courteous and kind director, walking her through her lines, going so far as to include her scene in the closing credits as well. She counts Star Trek 4 as a highlight of her career. Nice. Number 8, Star Trek Punk Part 2 Star Trek IV The Voyage Ooh, Home arrived in 1986 while the punk scene was still going strong. Kirk Thatcher appeared in the film as the Mohawk sporting punk who flips Kirk <laughs> off while on the bus before getting Great the nerve scene. pinch from Spock. Thatcher had actually Great worked on scene. Star Trek previously, having contributed to the Wrath of Khan. He helped with the FX on the SETI eel. So, when he heard that Leonard Nimoy was looking for an FX assistant on Star Trek IV, he lobbied hard for the part. This led him to his dual acting roles in the film. First, he contributed his voice. It is Thatcher's sped-up voice who asked Spock, how do you feel? Then, when he heard that they required oh, shit, a phone for that's the bus, interesting. he approached Nimoy. Paramount Pictures had a music licensing deal that gave them access to artists like Duran Duran, though Thatcher recalled telling Nimoy that music like that wouldn't be appropriate at all. He had been a punk in his teenage years, he was 23 at the time of filming, and was able to guide the style of punk on the bus. The scene required two takes, thanks to a wardrobe malfunction on the first try. His leather jacket was so stiff that he never felt the nerve pinch. For the music that blares from the boombox, Thatcher offered to compose a song that would suit, which he collaborated on with Mark McGinney, sound editor who composed the guitar riff. Number 7. War of the... War of the franchises coming up after this stupid YouTube ad break. Digital powers. Skip. War of the franchises. At the 59th Academy Awards, Star Trek found itself well represented by Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. However, there was another fledgling sci-fi series that would end up becoming stiff competition for the sequel. Aliens was also released in 1986, storming its way into audiences' hearts and minds. James Cameron's sequel was nominated in almost all the same categories as Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. Star Trek was nominated for Best Cinematography over Aliens, but other than that, they were competing. They were both nominated for Best Sound and Best Sound Effects the latter of which Aliens took home the gong for. Ironically, James Horner, who had scored Star Trek 2 and Star Trek 3, declined to return for Star Trek 4. Leonard Rosenman was hired to write the music for 4, while Horner wrote the score for Aliens. Both were nominated for the Oscar for Best Original Score, losing out to Herbie Hancock for Round Midnight. Aliens did in fact edge out Star Trek 4 by taking home two Academy Awards that year, Best Visual Effects and the aforementioned Best Sound Effects. Number 6. That Eddie Murphy rumour was 100% true. What? The role that eventually morphed into Gillian Taylor began its life as a device to bring Eddie Murphy into Star Trek. In fact, it was Murphy himself who wanted to be in the film, as he was a huge Trek fan. Though Jeffrey Katzenberg would describe it as either the worst or best idea in the world, there was no... Fuck. And I cannot stress this enough. Jeffrey Katzenberg. I've said it on the Ocho and Ortiz Disney podcast. Fuck him. Fuck Jeffrey Katzenberg. He, he's ruined a bunch of stuff, and he almost ruined a bunch more stuff. He almost ruined fucking Lion King, but it succeeded in spite of him. And he, he 
oh, I, you know what? I'm not going to get into a rant on Jeffrey Katzenberg right now, but Jeffrey Katzenberg is not really strong and he can go fuck himself denying the appeal of having a performer with Murphy's star power in the picture. Steve Mearson and Peter Croix began work on a screenplay that featured Murphy. He would play a college professor who was obsessed with aliens listening to whale songs as he did his research. Murphy hated it and opted to make The Golden Child instead. That film, though a commercial success, was viewed far less favorably by critics than Star Trek was. Catherine Hicks was hired to play the rewritten character, thus Gillian Taylor was born. Number 5. Nicholas Meyer hated the ending. There was an original ending to Star Trek IV The Voyage Home that sees cast. I would have loved to have seen what Eddie Murphy could do in a Star Trek movie. Because at that time, he wasn't taking on a whole lot of serious roles. He was still in his really big comedy phase at that point. So I would have loved to have seen what Eddie Murphy could have done in, in a role in Star Trek. But let me, let me go back to uh, the beginning of this, uh, of this one. Nicholas Meyer hated the ending. Nicholas Meyer hated the ending. There was an original ending to Star Trek IV The Voyage Home that sees Catherine Hicks's Gillian Taylor remain on Earth in 1986. She vows to fight for the survival of humpback whales as a species, despite the fact that this does create a paradox. If the humpbacks survive, there's no need for Kirk and crew to go back in time. Writer Nicholas Meyer felt that this ending gave a stronger message. Having Taylor remain on Earth gave, in his opinion, the impression that humanity was actively doing something about the ecological threat, rather than relying on the interference of their future selves to wrap everything up for them. He describes the ending that was released as a fantasy version, one that caters to the idea that the future utopia will wipe everything clean in terms of the sins of humanity. Having no choice but to accept it, he worked on all of the scenes set in the 20th century while Harf Bennett wrote the end of the film. Number four, Admiral, it's not. But yeah, no, that wouldn't have worked because as pointed out, like, if she had it stayed there, then there wouldn't be any need for for Kirk and and Spock and the rest of them to go back in time to save the whales to begin with. So yeah, the ending the ending of Jill Taylor staying on Earth would not have made any sense. Like, sorry, I I like the ending the way it is, where she where she goes goes with the Enterprise crew to the future. I, I prefer that ending much much more. The Enterprise. Star Trek IV featured very little of the USS Enterprise, with the self-destruct of the original ship in the previous film. Though the Enterprise A would appear at the movie's close, there is in fact another little cameo, albeit one achieved with set dressing and redesign. Chekhov and Uhura discover that the USS Enterprise, the aircraft carrier, will be able to help them in their mission. They signal this in to Admiral Kirk before beaming aboard. The interior of the Enterprise was in fact played by the 29-year-old USS Ranger, an aircraft carrier that stood in while the Enterprise was out on maneuvers at sea. The filmmakers recalled the professionalism of the crew, all of whom were very real soldiers during filming. During Chekhov's run across the deck, the Marines order everyone else to drop to the ground. Production recalled that they were slightly taken aback at how everyone, from cadets to the higher ranks, complied without question and were very <laughs> glad not to have them chasing after them for real. The USS Ranger remained in active service until she was sent to the scrapyard in Texas in 2015. Number three. It's not the size, it's how you... Okay. Another fucking ad. It's how you use it. Suluk. It's. I complain about ads knowing full well that I'm about to, after after I do this 20 things you didn't know about Star Trek, I'm going to go into 80s retro commercials. So I, it's, yeah, I can see the irony in me complaining about ads right now. 
commandeers, but we never quite find out how, a Huey 204 helicopter in Star Trek IV. This is to solve the logistical problem of their whale tank. It's all well and good to secure the actual panels, but how are they going to get them to the bird of prey in Golden Gate Park? The issue was somewhat shared by the filmmakers. How are they going to capture shots of a Huey in flight over San Francisco? They were told very early on that there was no chance that they were going to be given permission to fly, so how could they capture the shots seen in the film? Resorting to their earlier method of forced perspective that had worked so well for the bridge, the filmmakers simply built a radio-controlled model of a Huey. This allowed them to film it in such a way that it looked as though it was crossing the San Francisco skyline. Likewise, the shot of it rising above the cloaked vessel was simply another shot of the toy. Sulu's Huey never actually takes off from the ground, yet the shots in the film are excellent. Number two. You've yeah, lost they my really car. are. I'm getting apart. Damn, they, they did Sarakawa a great job with part that. Of a young woman from whom... Ooh. Yet the shots in the film are excellent. Number two. You've blocked my car. I'm getting apart. Leila Sarakalo plays the part of the young woman from whom Uhura and Chekhov ask directions. She runs her hand through her hair, unable to answer them, and advises them that the naval base in Alameda is most probably across the bay in Alameda. The scene is a funny placeholder that was effectively left in for the hell of it. Sarakalo was not an actor. She'd returned to her car to discover that it was blocked in by the filming crew, and therefore she couldn't leave. Rather than create a fuss, she asked if she could have a walk-on role of the film. For the scene in question, Walter Koenig and Nichelle Nichols attempted to stop random passers-by on the street with their questions. They were observed by a cop, a hired actor, but none of the non-speaking roles have been professionally cast. Crucial there is the term non-speaking, as these were simply extras. Saracalo's inclusion of the lines actually caused a tiny headache, as they then had to chase after her and induct her into the Actors Guild so that her lines could remain. All agreed that the comedy was worth it, and the scene was left in the film. Number one, what happened to Lieutenant Savick? Perhaps that's, that's actually fucking awesome, and a really strong way to get a part in a movie. character from the original series era of films to go through the most ups and downs behind the camera is Lieutenant Savick. Originating in Star Trek II, played by Kirstie Alley, the character was originally written to be part Romulan. Now while this aspect was excised by Nicholas Meyer before filming, Alley's performance is still more emotionally led than her counterpart Robin Curtis. Curtis took over the role for Star Trek III and Star Trek IV. While she is a supporting member in III, she barely garners a cameo in The Voyage Home. So what happened? The truth is, Savick fell victim to yet another rewrite, though this one at least explains in part why she chooses to remain on Vulcan. Though she was in no way a part of the conspiracy to steal the Enterprise and therefore would face no charges on return, she elects to stay on her homeworld. In the early drafts of the film, this is because she was pregnant with Spock's baby. She had helped an adolescent Spock navigate his pond fire while he rapidly aged in Star Trek 3. This being a Star Trek film, nothing was shown on screen. Yeah, but they, they fucking banged. It was implied that they fucking banged. And yeah, nothing ever fucking came of that. So, <laughs> Savick, Savick goes back to Vulcan to have Spock's illegitimate baby. <laughs> by ritualistic hand movements. Yet the idea was for her to be pregnant, thus remain on Vulcan for the birth. However, this was chopped from the script, so as presented, Savick basically stays behind, tells Kirk how David died, and then books it out of there and leaves them to their fate. Now that's everything for our list on the 20 things you didn't know about Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. Did we leave anything out? Let us know in the comments below. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thanks to you, we are at around 175,000 subscribers. We are aiming for 200 by summer, and I know that you can help us get there, so please hit that subscribe button. Don't forget you can catch us over on Twitter at Trek Culture. You can catch myself at Sean Ferrick on Twitter as well. Until I'm talking to you again, you look after yourself, you look after your friends and family, and you remember, they are not the hell your whales. Thanks very much, guys. <laughs> really strong ending right there.
they are not the hell your whales. What a <laughs> that's might be one of the best lines delivered in that movie by by Spock, and it was it was a really good idea for them to to end it with with that. <laughs> but go check out Trek Culture on on YouTube. Like subscribe. Check out their other videos if you're a Star Trek fan. Yeah, so that was reacting to 20 things you didn't know about Star Trek for the voyage home. Oh. oh, pardon me, part two. So with that out of the way, I'm going to do some 80s commercials. Let's see what I'm going to go with. Uh, all right. All right, why don't I just do 80s commercials volume 915 followed by 80s commercials volume 916. One's 13 and a half minutes, the other's 13 minutes, so that'll give us 26 and a half minutes of content there. And we're already at 22 minutes right now, so that'll give us a good 45, 45 to 50 minutes worth of podcasts. So let's do this. And once again, all these videos are from 80s, uh, 80s Commercials Vault on YouTube, so be sure you give them a subscribe and uh, watch watch their channel with uh, all sorts of retro 70s, 80s, and 90s commercials. Is this a Transformers commercial? will return after these messages. Yeah, it was. Bearing Cobra Commander no longer has the ability to lead. Destro and Dr. Mindbender comb the tombs of the most evil leaders in history. And <laughs> Cobra Commander just threw a globe right out the room in anger. I don't know what happened, but I've got to watch this episode to find out. From their genetic tissues produce a... Oh, they're creating a mummy. The ultimate Cobra Emperor, Serpentor. Introducing Serpentor, the ultimate Cobra Emperor. Oh, it's not, it's not an ad for, uh, for an upcoming episode. It's an ad for the toys. Serpentor. Cobra! Cobra Emperor comes with air chariot. Fuck yeah, comes with an air chariot. I also love how these kids play, like, in what looks to be on location, like, in a fucking desert. Like, no kids were playing with this in fucking desert. Maybe in sandboxes, but the way the, the background and, and the scenery for this commercial, for these 80s commercials always looked. It always looked like they were playing in the jungle or in the fucking desert. But, yeah, I, you, gotta, you gotta love it. You gotta love it, because it gives that illusion that that's where kids are gonna play with these toys. And, yeah, they, ne they never do. Oh, there's Most no price on it, TV. so I don't know. Not my Jason. Now we got a kid TV watching TV, nodding his head. Secrets video smarts. Oh, video it's smarts. With special VHS cassettes that turn our TV and VCR into an exciting VHS cassettes. Do you remember those kids? Who out there remembers VHS cassettes? Who who there is is old enough to remember those? I am. If you're old enough to remember those, take a drink. It would be a really strong thing to do, and that's a double drink. Ask questions. Find three rabbits. When Jason answers, find three rabbits. Answers back. Good. It's fun, so Jason wants to learn. Let's learn shapes. Find the circle. Correct. Good job. He found the circle. It was actually a ball, but I guess a ball is circular. Available at Toys R Us. System. It's new. By Donar. Is that how it's? It looks like Donar. Donar. Looks like D O N N O R. Maybe A R. But available at Toys R Us. Comes with one cassette. Other cassettes available separately. Video smarts. I guess it's not available at Toys R Us now. At least not in the States. Because there's no Toys R Us in the States anymore. 
There's still Toys R Us in Canada, but I can say with certainty I don't think this thing is around anymore. It looks interesting. It would be cool if they did an updated version of something like this. But, yeah. It, uh, let me look up this brand, because now, now I'm fucking interested. Now, now I've got my interest peaked. D-O-N-N-O-R? A-R? I don't know. I can't find the company name in Wikipedia, so maybe I'm not uh, not reading those letters right. From Connor Toy. Now Honey Smacks has more honey. What's honey Smacks. I remember Honey Smacks. Now, what will that bear Wally do to get more that honey sweet taste? Mm. Okay, I'll do your math homework for a year. Five to five or twelve. It's ten, Wally. Whatever. <laughs> How baby bears? I mean, technically five and five. Nope. Nope, my boozaddled brain is fucking up. No, five times five would be twenty-five, not twenty. But yeah, so five, five and five is ten, and five times five would be twenty-five. So yeah, he's not right on either account. But we've got a cartoon bear trying to trying to help out a child as she's eating her honey smack cereal. Funny, Wally. Honey smacks are part of your complete breakfast. Honey sweet puffs of wheat now smacked with more honey. Rotten wheat provides eight vitamins. Honey smacks are part of your Provide, provides eight honey vitamins and iron by Kellogg's. Is it my personality? No, it can't be. Honey smacks taste sweet as honey. Apparently, it's still around, but I haven't seen any commercials for that in a long time. Entertainment system. Ooh, NES. Is this NES or Super NES? Oh, we've got a robot. When you shoot the light-sensing zapper. Oh, yes, yes. The gun for, for Duck Hunt. Oh, my God. And no matter how no matter how many times you shot bang on, it would miss the fucking duck. Because <laughs> those guns weren't fucking calibrated properly. But that was such a fucking fun game. I love Duck Hunt. Everyone loved Duck Hunt. Until that fucking dog popped up because you missed your shot. When you play the system with the most arcade hits, you're playing with power. You're playing Nintendo with power, system. Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. <laughs> Fuck, man, those commercials are great. We now return to the Transformers. We now return to Transformers. Transformers will the be Transformers right back. Transformers will return after these messages. Yeah, there we go. Is this New York? No, Chicago. WGN Channel 9. Introducing a whole new line of specially fried shrimp dinner combos from Denny's. A lot of deep fried food. What is this? It looks like deep fried shrimp. Chicken fillet strips and shrimp and chicken dish. Only four ninety nine for this meal. Jesus Christ! You can't get a meal for four ninety nine right now. You can't even get a starter for four ninety nine anymore. And shrimp and don't tell me. Squid, right? No. Steak. Try the new shrimp dinner combos now at Denny's. Denny's shrimp dinner combos. Available now. Squid, right? No. Steak. Oh, the steak combo is five forty nine. All the other combos are four ninety nine. But I mean, still five forty nine for a steak dinner is fucking fantastic. Try the new shrimp dinner combo now through January thirty first at participating Denny's. No matter, don't pay any attention to the fact that this is from the nineteen eighties and that I'm recording this in twenty twenty two. Now through January thirty first at participating Denny's, get this deal. Now at Denny's. Maybe Denny's always open. With steak sauce. Hi, I'm Danny. Hi, my name is Bingo Bear. 
Bingo Bear? This is the Amazing Bingo Bear. The Amazing Bingo Bear, okay. He talks back. Would you teach me to dance? Such horrible electronic 80s voice. So bad. Bingo. He loves to giggle, talk, and play. You never know just what he'll say. Bingo Bear from Hasbro. He's your very best friend. That rhyme was really strong. Joe's eloping with Eddie. Claire, what happened? Eddie and Joe want to get married. Bingo. He loves to giggle, talk, and play. You never know just what he'll say. Bingo Bear from Hasbro. He's your very best friend. Joe's they don't say where you can Eddie. buy Bingo the Bear. Eddie and Joe want to get married. Well, we knew that. Eddie and Joe want to get married. We didn't know. <laughs> We're taking my bike and detouring. To Five o'clock tonight. We to 16 there. Well, you can't ride that bike tonight. It's freezing out there. She's right. You don't want to end up with a frigid bride. <laughs> Next time on The Facts of Life. The Facts of Life, tonight at 5 on Channel 9, WGN-TV Chicago. No matter when you're watching this, it's tonight at 5. Or listening to this, I should say. Transformers will return after these messages. Yeah, there you go. G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Sisters Arana and their brothers Andar. Swamp Country changes color in bright sunlight. Takes to the Oh, it changes color? Now you're looking at the Okay, that's awesome. Thunder Machine, meanest machine you've ever seen. And it's up again, G.I. Joe. Man, the G.I. Joe toys were fucking amazing. Like, the vehicles and stuff for their time were so cool. Man, I wish I had some of those G.I.J. toys. September 9th, 1985. Fleet Commander Robbie Grant fires the shot that sinks his brother's destroyer. You sank my battleship. <laughs> I like that they have a flag that in the background in their bedroom. <laughs> like a, a, a sports pennant flag that just says state. <laughs> Doesn't give what state. Just says state. <laughs> because in the 1980s, you couldn't get a lot of licensing. <laughs> Playing electronic battleship. Ooh, electronic battleship. I didn't think that was out until the 90s. You sank my battleship. I didn't realize electronic battleship was available back in 85. from Milton Bradley. It's a hit. Yeah, Milton Bradley. It's now, it's all now Hasbro. There is no more Milton Bradley anymore. They got bought out. So it's all, it's all Hasbro. Battleship is Hasbro. But yeah, I, I really thought Electronic Battleship didn't come out until like the 1990s. I didn't realize it was fucking 1985. Jeez. What's next on the lineup? Oh, Rice Krispie, guys. Snap, crackle, pop. No, no. But we do a morning talk show. Oh, they're at a radio station, and the kid's the radio host. I don't know what radio station would let a kid host. The kid only looks like about 12 years old, maybe. If that, I don't. I don't know what radio station would let a would let a kid DJ. But then again, I don't know what radio station would let the Snap Crackle and Pop host the morning talk show. So there you go. Transformers will return after these messages. The Transformers will return after these messages. Yeah, that was really strong. Cobra stop the right materials. Cobra stop the perfect home. Cobra Terrorism. Cobra Terrorism. Cobra Terrorism. Cobra stop the threat 
Oh, Terror Drone. G.I. Joe. Will the Cobra Terror Drone be the beginning of the end for G.I. Joe? Oh, God damn it. This one's just for the for the comic book. I was hoping there was going to be a toy for that. Because that would have been awesome as a toy. But it was just for the comic book. Dip in secret formula. <laughs> What's this? Remove. Lift off his patches. <laughs> Take monster mash. A little monster dip. Place on his ugly monster head. Sprinkle on the living pods. Stand in monster dip. In a few days, their hair will grow. Grow. It's alive. In a few days. Four to seven days. Four to ten days by Chico's. What was the name of that? Grow. It's alive. Comes with three hair. Hair Raising Monsters by Chico's. Hair Raising Monsters by Chico's. What, what, what? Watch them all too hot. Watch them all. Commercial is awful, but I wonder if Watchmoles was the inspiration for Hatchimals. Because I mean, the name is really, really similar. I mean, if Watchmoles still existed, there would be a huge lawsuit between them and, and Hatchimals, but I'm sure Watchmoles haven't existed for like almost 40 fucking years, so. But yeah, I wonder if that was the inspiration for Hatchimals. Okay, this commercial is simulated. Ready for fun? I'm ready for fun. The fuck? The Etch-a-Sketch Animator. Oh, Etch-a-Sketch Animator. And it allows you to save. And animate. Gee, well, I guess that's why it's called Animator, but it brings Etch-a-Sketch to life and allows your drawing to move. Batteries are not create are not included. We now return to the Transformers. Transformers will return after these messages. Sci-Fi Masquerade? What the fuck is this? The, the commercial TV premiere, 7 p.m. Friday. Escape for freedom. And fun in a quest the fuck to is this? the legendary seventh world. Mary Crosby, Angelica Houston, Robert Urich, a television premiere. Ice Pirates. Friday. Television premiere of Ice Pirates, 7 p.m. Friday. What is the rating on that for IMDb? What's the what's the critic and user rating reviews? Ice Pirates. Well, here's the synopsis. In a distant future, scarce of water, space pirates get caught after stealing ice from a spaceship. They are sold to a princess looking for her dad. He might have found a planet abundant with water. Okay, I actually want to see this. It's got a 5.6 out of 10 user rating on IMDb, and it's got a 44 Metascore from four film critics. So it's not highly rated, but this looks like it would be such a fun shitty movie. Like it's a fun bad movie is what it looks like, and I gotta I gotta see if I can find this somewhere to watch, like on a streaming service, which probably not. 
It's clear, clearly not a successful movie to be on a streaming service, but maybe if I can find like a Blu-ray or something of it or DVD, I'm going to have to look for this. Night at 7 on Channel 9. Lincoln Mercury Mercure devours the high cost of new car financing with 2.9 annual percent. Available on new 86. Let me check that. 2.9% financing available now on new 86, 85 and a half and 55 models only or and 85 models only. 0.9 annual percentage rate financing. 2.9 on Mercury Cougar. 2.9 on Topaz. 2.9 on Lynx, Capri and Mercur XR4 Ti. Or get $300 to $1,000 <laughs> cash back on select Mercury. <laughs> Cougar XR7, Lynx, Topaz, or just regular standard Cougar for $600. <laughs> Topaz has manual transmission only, $600. Lynx, $500, manual transmission only. Cougar XR7, $1,000. Participating dealers can arrange 2.9% financing except on Lynx XR3, through Ford credit or qualified buyers or cash back. Limit one, take delivery from dealer stock by October the 8th. And Ice Pirates is available on Blu-ray and DVD on Amazon, at least Amazon Canada. I might have to buy this. It looks so bad that it's going to be hilariously good. I might, I might have to buy that at some point. But Ice Pirates is available on Amazon. Plus, low lease terms on Lincoln's and Mercure XR4 Oh, Lincoln Town Car, Mark Take 7, Continental. I didn't see what the last one was. Lincoln Mercury Mercure dealer. They're going to fight. They're going to fight. I thought Daniel wouldn't fight. You've got no choice. Justin, you must fight to the finish. Is this Karate Kid I, toys? Remember, Daniel, son. Oh, it is Karate Kid toys. I didn't know they were Karate Kid toys. Discover the secrets of karate with Karate Kid Fry action figures. <laughs> yes, because the action figures will teach me the secrets of karate. Oh, I want the Karate Kid Competition Center. Oh, we got a bunch of scouts playing, or cubs playing soccer and flying kites. We have lots of fun. We play games and sports and participate in outdoor activities. We learn new skills and receive Archery. awards for them. So contact your Boy Scouts of America Council and join us in the fun. Contact your Boy Scouts of America Council with expanded Cub Scout program. Yeah, beavers, cubs, scouts, rovers. I went through that up here in Canada. I was I was in Cubs and Scouts and yeah, I was in Beavers too. Yeah. And I was going to say I wasn't fun. in Beavers, but I was. The Transformers will return after these messages. Ooh, we didn't even get a Transformers are back. Wow, this is a really GI Joe heavy commercial. Uh, set. Imagine being aboard it as it takes flight. This fucking jet looks amazing though. I want this toy jet. Cobra's gonna know you won't beat G.I. Joe. What a fucking jingle. That was really strong. Conquest X30 comes with pilots. 
Why buy one or, one or two, two pieces, pieces for seven ninety nine? All seven pieces for seven ninety nine at Harlem Furniture. Yes, you still get this sensational sofa and love seat. But you also get the cocktail table, two end table, and you get the two table lamps, a thirteen ninety nine package. A thirteen ninety nine value for just seven ninety nine. That's half price. That's fucking incredible. Well, not quite half price, but almost, almost half price. Twenty twenty five North Harlem Avenue. Or South Scottsdale Shopping Center, 79th and Cicero. Open seven days a week. Harlem Furniture. Join the quest to rescue endangered species on a two-hour okay. National Geographic special. Take a close-up look at the largest creatures on Earth. Explore the mysteries Is of, that the a blue of the deep. The great whales. Then, trek the remote forests of central China and track the elusive giant panda in its last refuge. Discover how man may yet save these animals from extinction. As Mike Farrell brings you... Mike Farrell? The National Geographic specials. From MASH? Aw, oh, man, I want to watch this. I want to watch National Geographic Monday at 7 p.m. on Channel 9 WGN-TV Chicago with Mike Farrell from MASH. Man, I love 80s documentaries, man. I fucking love 70s and 80s documentaries. Monday night at 7 on Channel 9. We now return to the Transformers. Transformers will return after these messages. The Transformers will return after these there messages. There you go. From the depths of Earth comes the barbaric and humanoid tendril, devastating everything in his path. This is an ugly monster. How are we going to defeat it? He looks like the Rancor from Star Wars. Looks like a blatant fucking ripoff of the Rancor from Star Wars. Oh, there's a rock monster that you can get too. Tendril and other figures sold separately from Hasbro. Inhumanoids. I don't fucking remember that at all. At all. But they look pretty fucking cool. Introducing color brushes. The Fuck yeah, color brushes. Combine the best of painting with the best of color pens. Color brushes have Hell a special yeah. That draws fine with a light touch and broad. Thin or thick No more mixing colors. Forget about cleaning brushes. No more drawing with too thick or too thin color pens. Highly inappropriate on my end. In their own I need case. to be more fucking Only mature. Only four ninety nine. Osco Drug or Walgreens Shopper Center. Only four ninety nine. Man, I bet that's like ten bucks these days if they're still even available. And Walgreens. Bunch of punks on a motorcycle shooting through a village in like a futuristic type looking society. This looks like a G.I. Joe ripoff. What the fuck is this? Here's your cycle. Oh, it's Rambo. Rambo the Force of Freedom. But it looked like the toys are based off of a Rambo cartoon. And I don't remember there being a Rambo cartoon. Let me let me look this up. Rambo Force of Freedom. Yeah, Rambo the Force of Freedom was an animated series from 1986. They really geared Rambo towards kids. That's fucking amazing. 
I, <laughs> some say it couldn't be done, some say it shouldn't be done, but they fucking did it. Frank Cycle sold separately. There were 65 episodes. That's incredible. That's incredible. We now return to the Transformers. Is there, is there a DVD of, of Force of Freedom? I gotta, I gotta see this. Force of Freedom. Uh, there were DVDs of it, but it looks like they've all been discontinued. <laughs> there was a Rambo board game? What? That's amazing. You can get it for like $129 on Amazon. Shit, that's amazing. All right. Well, that's the end of 80s commercials. Volume 915. Like I said, we're going to do volume 916 and then wrap up this episode. 916 looks like heavy uh, G.I. Joe commercials as well, at least from the thumbnail. Let's see what we got. The Transformers. Whoever did 9... Well, I mean, 80s commercials vaulted 915 and 916. But they really love their tra- their G.I. Joe and Transformers cartoons. Look at the new G.I. Joe Tomahawk. Look. Oh, the G.I. Joe Tomahawk, and it's an all-new look. Tomahawk holds eight Joes, and it's loaded with Eight Joes, and it's loaded with weapons? Man, this is incredible. How much is it going to go for? Tomahawk's going to chase some Cobra and rescue G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Adventure of G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Tomahawk. Other Joe and Cobra figures sold separately. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't give me a price, though. Fuck. Not really if strong. My Little Pony, Baby Ponies. Baby Pony loves performing in her leg warmers and tutu. And the others Jesus love to fucking watch. Christ. I don't think she does like performing in her tutu and leg warmers. Fucking commercial. My little pony baby bonnet school of dance comes with baby half note from Hasbro. Yeah, let's move on from that. Okay, we got a kid running and jumping into a bowl of corn pops. Now he's playing tennis, and the box of corn pops explodes. This is a really weird commercial. I feel like whoever created this corn pops commercial was. Under a really strong influence of drugs. Golden nuggets of corn popped up sweet and light. A popping great part of this nutritious breakfast. I gotta get my corn pops with ten vitamins. That's one small step for man. Share the experience. The candidates need to unlock the memories. JFK, Ernie Banks, they're both dead. Celebrating the very best in radio, television, and advertising. Philco. Ooh, the Museum of Broadcast Communications, 312-565-1950. Give them a call, 312-565-1950. I wonder if that number is still in existence. Three, one, two, five, six, five, Doesn't come up in a Google search, so I'm assuming that the Museum of Broadcast Communications no longer exists. No, it does still exist. They've changed their number, though. Their current number is 312-245-8200. So if you want to get in contact with the Museum of Broadcast Communications, it is 312-245-8200. 
Chicago's new Museum of Broadcast Communications. Come share the experience. We now return to the Transformers. Transformers will return after the these Transformers messages. Transformers will return after these messages. Yep. There we go. Let's learn the McDonaldland song with Ronald McDonald. The McDonaldland song. It's a good time for getting together. Oh, two God. Around a smile or this two. Ronald can't sing. It's a good time for music and magic. Neither can I, but I wasn't put in a commercial specifically to sing. I wasn't put in a commercial period, but that's neither here nor there. It's a good time for Oh, he's doing gymnastics, too. Simulated demonstration. Oh, it's the Etch a Sketch animator again. We've seen this one. The Etch a Sketch animator. It brings drawings to life and life to your drawings. <laughs> it brings drawings to life and life to your drawings. Again, batteries not included. New from Ohio art. Ever get stuck I think that's a, I think that's Hasbro now too. Maybe Mattel. I'm Dr. Francis Holliday for the Chicago Public Schools Homework Hotline. Hi, Dr. Francis Holliday. We got homework every school night, so the trained volunteers of the Homework Hotline are available Monday through Thursday, 5 to 8 p.m. There's a homework hotline. A phone call away. Dial 321. Chicago Public Schools Homework Hotline 321-3100. Available Monday through Thursday. 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Once again, that's the Chicago Public Schools Homework Hotline 321-3100. Write the number down. Homework Hotline 321-3100. We now return to the Transformers. Transformers will return after these messages. The Transformers will return after these messages. You're looking at Cobra's new high-speed attacker, the Cobra Stun. Look, it's a G.I. Joe recon. I love that with all the G.I. Joe commercials that I've seen, every single one has been different vehicles and toys. Like, that amazes me. There's been no duplicates. So far, the only thing that's duplicated in these ads have been the Etch-A-Sketch animator. Live the adventure of G.I. Joe. Cobra Stun comes with driver G.I. Joe recon sled and figures sold separately. Before your children go Kids outside scope. to play, remind them about personal safety. Urge them to be cautious when anyone asks for directions or wants help in finding a lost puppy. <laughs> Being more cautious may help avert disappearances <laughs> such as five-year-old Arne Denise Johnson. Oh, that's not on cool. April 2nd in Big Sandy, Texas. Oh, man, this she went from funny animations to an actual la lost child. So I, I, hope, uh, I hope this missing child was, was actually found. I don't know if I can get any information on that, but I, I I really really hope that the child in this in this ad was uh, was located. Black hair. If you have seen this child, phone one eight hundred the lost to help the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That was a serious commercial. I was not expecting. Making the most of the moment. That's the way uh, we've got a clown on the Chicago waterfront. We've been living life he's going to the Saab Museum, shaking hands with the police officers, and now he's on stage with other clowns. 
Now he's walking by construction workers, shaking their hands, uh, throwing a child up in the air, back on stage with other clowns. Uh, now he's with a bunch of sailors. Now he's just sitting on a park bench and riding the carousel. This clown is having a very busy day. Now he's eating some cotton candy. That was Bozo the Clown. There's so many Bozo the Clowns. Bozo's Silver Season. Okay. Well, congratulations, Bozo the Clown, for making it to your silver anniversary, I guess. We now return to the Transformers. The Transformers will the Transformers will return after these messages. The Transformers will return after these messages. From the depths of Earth comes the barbaric and humanoid tendril. Oh, it's the knockoff Rancor monster again. Humanoids, humanoids. The evil that lies within. Help me! Okay, so we've gotten two double commercials so far. The Inhumanoids. Yeah, it's it's such a rancor knockoff. Channel 9, WGN TV Chicago, Tribune Broadcasting Company. Oops, Toucan Sam. He's at a, he's at a fortune teller. How cute. My snoot knows the quickest route. Just follow my nose. I smell fruit. It always knows. It's Kellogg's Fruit Loop cereal. With natural what orange, else would it lemon, be? and cherry flavors. Part of this complete breakfast. Toucan Sam only ever leads C. people to uh, fruit loops. Now what do you see? With vitamin C. Very predictable. Ever seen Nerfles act quite like this? No. The Nerfles spinner and popper. The hell is Nerfles? They spin around and they bop around. This is amazing. Can really get around with new spinner and bopper. You can take one for a spin or bop one out. Yes, bopper is a fool to have around. Nerfle's spinner and bopper, each sold separately from Parker Brothers. I want those. Those look like fucking tremendous fun. We now return to the Transformers. The Transformers will return after these messages. The Transformers will return after these messages. You're looking at an incredible new plane, the G.I. Joe Conquest X-30. The Conquest X-30. Imagine being aboard it! Again, another G.I. Joe toy that just looks fucking amazing. Oh, I think this one was on... Yeah, this this commercial was on the last set as well. I just didn't get the name of the jet the last time. It's a Conquest X-30. Live the adventure of G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Conquest X-30 comes with pilot. Go, Joe! Go, Joe. Hey, kids. It's time to play. Bust the panties and win the goodies. What? Come on. Let's go, go. Oh, it's the real Ghostbusters. Ready. Here comes the Dr- Whatever this contest is, drums will be held on Halloween. Send your list to this address. Find the Ghostbusters baddies and then send your list of all the baddies you found to P.O. Box 41549, Chicago, Illinois, 60941. That's P.O. Box 
41549, Chicago, Illinois, 60641. You're listed this address. You could win a computer from Computerland, or a Ghost Command Funhouse, or Ghost Buggy from Shopper Toys. Ooh, those are actually some pretty awesome prizes, to be honest. When you've been waiting a long time, you see, the younger kids get families. The older you get, the less chance you have. I'm lucky. I finally got a mom and dad. The Adoption Information Center of Illinois helps build families. Call the adoption hotline, 1-800-572-2390. That's 1-800-572-2390. The Adoption Hotline of Illinois. Give a kid Illinois. the future. Give a kid uh, the future. We now return to the Transformers. The Transformers will return after these messages. The Transformers will return after these messages. Below the Earth's surface, the Inhumanoid Metlar is followed by Magnacore. Which way, Magnacore? Which way? Let us know! You gotta let us know! Oh, it's a, it's a different Inhumanoids commercial. Only Magnacore's opposite halves can position themselves to paralyze the evil Metlar. This will stop him! We did it! Join forces! <laughs> nice job, Magnacore! Magnacore comes together. Other figures sold separately from Hasbro. Inhumanoids! Oh, Operation. Was this Milton Bradley? I feel like this was Milton Bradley. It's Hasbro now. Wait, you got paid for, it, for playing Operation? They had fake money? Yeah, it was a Milton Bradley game. But you got paid for... for there was Operation Money, like Monopoly? I just remember picking the pieces and, and hitting the buzzer. I didn't I don't remember any fucking money with Operation. What? But yeah, it was Milton Bradley and now it's uh now it's owned by Hasbro. Milton Bradley, it'll leave you in stitches. Hi, I'm Walter Payton. And winning the Super Bowl for me was Hi, one Walter of the dreams that I was fortunate enough to see come true. But I'm concerned that thousands of young people won't be able to follow their dreams. Because their lives will be cut short by drunk drivers. Norma Phillips, Jesus Christ, what's with all the serious commercials on, on this one? Missing children, adopt a child, which is actually heartwarming. And then children killed by drunk drivers. Jesus Christ. Why, are, why is this set of commercials so full of downers? ...caused by drunk drivers nationally every year. Support our efforts to save lives. Don't think it can't happen. It happened to them. It happened to me. It could happen to you. To see how you can join the fight to get drunk drivers off the road, please call Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Don't drive. The Chicago Land chapter of MAD is 312-461-4500. I'm not sure if that's still the number, but you can look it up on Google. And I think with that, I think it's important to remember that although I do a drinking game on this podcast, I do encourage people not to drink and drive. If you've had a drink, don't don't drive. And if you're listening to this while driving, the only thing you should be drinking is like water or, or juice or something like that. Never never get behind the wheel in, while intoxicated. 
Transformers will return after these my messages. Buddy, my buddy, my buddy, I remember my buddy. I had my buddy. I learned how to tie my shoes using a my buddy doll. Play school. United we feed. Why are we doing it? United we train. Maybe what? United we heal. Ninety cents out of every dollar you give to the United Way goes directly to programs. United we teach. United we shelter. United we United we help. way man yeah that one okay that's where we're gonna end things for this episode i am at almost an hour and eight minutes gonna try to cut this down to under an hour maybe i'll cut out some of those depressing commercials we'll see as i said off the top guys if you're listening to the show obviously you've already found it but i would greatly appreciate if you help spread the word of this show and let other people know where they can find it it's available on most major podcasts and platforms, including but not limited to Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and of course, the main source of uploading is Podbean, drunkdiscussions.podbean.com. If you want to help support the show, you can get some merch at shop.spreadshirt.com backslash drunkdiscussions. You can do a one-time donation to help out the show by going to paypal.me backslash drunkdiscussions. The best way to help the show for free is just sharing the show, giving it a like, leaving a comment, giving a rating. That helps the show tremendously, and I would greatly appreciate it. And of course, you can follow the show on social medias, Twitter and Instagram at Podcast, TikTok at Podcast, or if you're on your PC or laptop, TikTok.com backslash at sign Podcast. And, of course, Facebook, facebook.com backslash drunk discussions. Having said that, guys, as always, whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day it is, where you are, when you're listening, I appreciate you listening. I thank you for listening. And I will talk to you all again very, very soon. Bye-bye.